Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, a Western lifestyle podcast highlighting those breaking barriers both in and out of the arena. Today, I'm visiting with Olivia Harms, singer, songwriter, agriculturalist, and so much more. Olivia, thank you for taking the time today. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled to chat with you. Thanks for asking me to come on. So obviously, you're musically gifted. You come from strong musical roots. But give us kind of some background on where you come from and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Oregon, a small town called Canby, and actually grew up on a century farm that's been in our family for almost 150 years. It was homesteaded in 1872 by my great-great-grandfather. And so we still run cows, grew up doing a cow-calf operation, uh, you know, cutting grass hay and putting up hay, uh, doing that whole thing. So there's very deep agricultural roots. Um, and then my mom is a musician, so she has her own very successful country western uh, singer-songwriting career, and she's been doing that for her career as long as I can remember. I think that's mostly all she's ever done. And so when uh, I came around, she just took me on the road with her, and I started singing and playing and, you know, getting used to being up on stage since I was really little and i just learned to love it and love the adventure that comes with music you know going new places meeting new people and so i couldn't imagine anything else i'd rather be doing <laughs> absolutely so uh, traveling around with your mom i'm sure was a, a bit you had probably a bit of a unique childhood experience compared to other people um but when did it become more of a career decision on your part than just having fun traveling with your mom? Yeah, you know, I just kind of always seemed like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted my first guitar when I was like five. Santa Claus brought it to me when I was six. I started writing songs and always kind of had that dream of being a musician like my mom, but also blazing my own trail. And so I started playing you know, wherever I could all around my small little town and did it through FFA in high school. I went to National Talent and did all that at National Convention and kind of took these own little avenues to start getting out there on my own. And, you know, it's one thing to stand up on stage and my mom's right there, but then you have to get over it on your own and be able to stand up there by yourself and talk to people and, and kind of hold your own. And so I think all those experiences slowly started giving me more and more confidence and, um, you know, helping me realize that this is totally what I want to do. So, so it was kind of a, a little, a little journey, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm, I'm glad I get to wake up and do what I love every day. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's so much more to being a musician than obviously just playing music. There's that performance element too, where you're filling time on stage, interacting with people, kind of doing interviews like this. How have you evolved in that sense or what has been either the most surprising thing or just something that that you've noticed, you know, as you've evolved through your career? Yeah, I think in the beginning, it's for whatever reason, it seems like it's really scary to talk to the crowd or talk between <laughs> songs. You know, it's like one thing to sing and remember the words and, and remember how to play the song and all that. But I used to be absolutely terrified to talk in between or even say like, hey, how's your guys day going you know like so so simple, but like it was it seemed like it was so terrifying whenever the song was over i was like well, now what do i do and so you know i slowly started just getting more and more used to it and realizing that even if i say something dumb and i put my foot in my mouth we're all people and you, they usually they laugh 
and you know, I, I'm here to entertain people. So it's not a big deal if I say something dumb and they laugh and we all like make a joke out of it. And now I've gotten to the point where I think sometimes people are like, okay, Olivia, like, like get on with the song. Like, that's great that you talk <laughs> so much in between. But I think I've gone from like one end of the spectrum to the other and I'll go on about a story and how a song came about and why I wrote it and, you know, like we'll walk, take a whole walk around the block before I end up getting to the song. So it's definitely been kind of like this, this journey to get from one side to the other. But, you know, once you realize that there's really not anything that's scary about talking to people, it yeah, gets pretty easy. Awesome. So for someone who hasn't listened to your music, how would you describe your sound? Yeah, I think it's kind of like this mix of Nashville country. There's definitely that kind of polished aspect to it because I did spend a lot of time there writing. Um, it's your very traditional like uh, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, and then end of song. So that structure of Nashville is definitely there. Uh, but as far as like the sound goes, very traditional country, uh, kind of like a little bit of that old school Bakersfield, Dwight Yoakam, Merle Haggard, Buck Owen sound, and then like a whole bunch of honky tonk, like Texas. So mm -hmm. you put it all on a pot, mix it up, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on that note, who are some of your music idols and some of the people that you've always looked up to? I've always loved songwriting. And so I think I'm kind of drawn more to uh, musicians that are songwriters. Um, I love Dolly Parton. She will forever be the queen in my book. You know, I just love her. Uh, I love listening to like Leanne Womack. She's got a really unique voice and she does some really great songwriting. Um, Cody Johnson, I've really liked him, you know, over the last couple years, just some of the storytelling that he does through his songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, just those people who can tell a story and keep it country and, you know, it kind of hits your heart. Those are the people that I strive to be like. Yeah. So describe your creative process because songwriting is is complicated and different for everyone. Everyone has their own approach. But what do you have to do to get in that creative space to get those juices flowing? And is it different every yeah, time? I mean, know, I don't know that there's necessarily a secret sauce for anything like that. Yeah, I wish there was. Wouldn't that be great if I could be like, <laughs> oh, I've got it. And like, I just like get in the, yeah. get in the songwriting frame. Like, that would be great. But uh, it seems like I'll always kind of be open to like listening whenever I'm out and about or driving, you know, an idea will pop in my head. And so I always have this great big thing of notes on my phone of just ideas or thoughts that might turn into a song. So I'm always adding to that note folder of just like, you know, song ideas. And then when I do get to Nashville or if I do get a, a writing appointment, you know, here down in Texas or wherever it might be, then I go to my notes and we kind of dig around and see if we can find an idea that we both drive on. Um, but like Nashville has a great, it has such a great energy for songwriting, but so does like, there's a lot of great songwriters down here in Texas too. I think if you just like kind of get in that frame of mind, like, okay, I'm going to be creative today. And you just kind of like put your energy only on that instead of all the other to-do list items that you might have. It's just kind of like taking yourself and saying, yep, I'm going to write a song today and then try to like get the juices flowing and only focus on that, which can be a struggle when you're, you know, self-employed and like you're running the business and everything, you know, thinking of all the other things that you need to do just besides writing songs. But 
I think usually that works. And like the best thing about songwriting and the worst thing about songwriting is there's no rules. So, you know, there's your basic structure of how a song should be written or, you know, like a Nashville standard or a country song standard. But that's that's kind of the the joy and the struggle is there's there's no real rules. So it can be as long or as short or rhyme or not rhyme. You just kind of have to go with what is in your heart and portray the story that you're trying to tell. Absolutely. I, I know in any creative element or not even creative necessarily, but especially when you're doing something for yourself, there can be that element of really critical self-reflection or, you know, why am I doing this? Or why am I writing this song? This isn't even good, blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm not to project how you're, you know, that you do this, but I know that most human beings have a, a similar thought process at times. If Absolutely. that happens to you or when it does, how do you overcome that? Yeah, you know, that is tough because we all face that, um, especially creative people or like people that are aspiring, you know, to do something on their own, whether it be like a podcast or always like, I think comparing is the hardest thing for me is I'm like, well, how did they get there? And I'm still working and, you know, that sort of thing. But it's hard to get yourself out of that trench and like back on track. But, you know, I always think if I'm trying to compare what I wrote to someone else's, I always give it some time. Don't listen to the song for a while or try to find, like, the good parts of it. I always, like, you know, try to find a couple positives out of it, whether I'm going to record the song or not. You don't want to get stuck thinking that it's bad or um, the negatives. The negatives will kill you. So if you're ever, like, on that train of negativity, try to pause and then look at it after a day or so and say, okay, let's find something positive. We did good. It might not be our best work, but we're still, we're still good. We still need to recognize that it's not a failure and we're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So traveling around playing music sounds like a dream. <laughs> Tell us about, but I, I'm sure it's not always roses and candy, uh, but give us a glimpse into what life on the road is like. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. There's never one day that's the same, which is uh, good and bad. You know, that same sort of balance of like, I never have to live the same day twice, but at the same time, I have zero routine. So like, <laughs> I think you have to just be able to adapt to any sort of situation. Um, but it is a lot of fun. I'm out here with my dogs. And I mean, like, we get to go on tons of adventures, see new places, meet new people. And that's what I truly love about what I get to do. Um, you know, there are the hard days where you're like, okay, we got to drive six or eight hours and that can get pretty long especially towing a trailer um or you know like i was driving down through utah three four weeks ago or whatever and we hit some pretty bad snow and you know i'm i've i'm experienced or i like to think i'm experienced driving a trailer and all that and then the snow but when you're a female and you're alone and it's like pretty rough conditions once in a while you're, you'll start to panic and be like oh my gosh what am i doing like i'm so far from home and i'm here by myself if something were to happen but that's where i truly just kind of like bring out my faith and i'm like okay i feel like this is what god put me on the earth to do is to play music and try to bring joy and light to other people and so you know just go slow and like take your time and it always works out but i think those are maybe like the the hard hard things. But whenever I bump into those, I remember I'm not alone and I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I can get through it. So it's not yeah. too bad. 
So describe the feeling of being on stage and performing, because obviously that has to be kind of a, a surreal feeling to be playing songs that you've written, that you've poured your heart and soul into. There's got to be an addictive element to that to keep you wanting to continue on this path. Oh, there absolutely is. I mean, especially when I get people requesting songs that I've written, because that's just like such a huge compliment. You know, I mean, you you write a little piece of your heart and then for someone to be like, I like that one. Yeah, I want to hear that one. It's like, oh, my gosh, really? Like, oh, it's just like the best compliment that I could ever get. But getting up there and seeing people smile and, you know, like, like I said, I just want to bring people happiness. There's enough negativity in the world that all I want to do as a songwriter or a singer is just bring people happiness and joy and take their mind off of whatever they're dealing with just for a second, you know, and like have a good time. And so when I can get up on stage and see people are enjoying it and they're just having a good Friday, Saturday night, you know, with each other and I get to play music for them. It's just such a wonderful feeling to be a part of somebody's like good time out of the house and just like being able to unwind and relax and enjoy each other's company. Cause boy, I, I think we need more of the, the good vibes, if you will. In the world. <laughs> Most definitely. So in your career thus far, what has been your proudest moment? Oh, man, that's hard. I mean, I was beyond honored to be part of the 30 under 30 class this year, Cowgirl Magazine. Like, that was such a such a compliment. All 29 of those gals are incredible. I, you know, meeting them, I was just like, there's no way that I'm in this class because they're all way cooler than me. You know, they're amazing. <laughs> um, so that was super cool. And then, I don't know, I got to play at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, uh, which is like the world-renowned little songwriting, um, you know, place and so that was really cool opening for people um but as i tell a lot of people you know you every place that i play is meaningful whether it's a huge crowd and i'm opening for a big act or whether it's like a small venue in a small town on a saturday night or something you never know i i just i love any opportunity to meet people and there's always some little silver lining at every venue so they're all good but i think some of those things like the bluebird and Cowgirl 30 under 30, those have to be pretty close to the top of my list. Yeah, highlights for sure. So we've talked a little bit about your sound and just sound in general that you appreciate. Um, but how important is it to you, given especially the landscape of country music today, to preserve and kind of pay homage to that traditional country swing, honky tonk, sound yeah you know i mean i love all kinds of music there's a genre for everybody but mine that's most authentic to me is definitely the traditional country swing honky tonk all that music it's what i grew up listening to that's what i still listen to when i'm you know going out on a friday saturday night that'll get me all revved up and ready to go have fun with my girlfriends um so it's just i think that's what's authentic to me and as a singer songwriter i think the best way for me to relate to my listeners is sing about something that is you know real to me and authentic to me because nobody wants to listen to someone who's you know being fake or doesn't know about what they're you know trying to doesn't relate to their their songs and so i just i'm all about trying to like keep it real and so since that's all i know i figure that's the best thing for me to do so 
here I am playing all the honky tonk <laughs> songs and keeping steel guitar and twin fiddles alive. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. So you're really on this entrepreneurial path. It's it's kind of fun because your business per se is very personal and uh, to you, obviously, but you are running a business going up and down the road. Um, right. From an entrepreneurial perspective, what has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? I think making the jump, you know, like I uh, did probably two or three years where I had a part-time job. I worked at a little Western boutique and that was great, but you know, I was helping do their social media and I was doing like merchandising and things for them. And I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but I started having these thoughts in my head, you know, like, okay, I spent all this time trying to better this boutique what if I was spending that time bettering my career and like, you know, working on my Instagram and my social medias and doing that sort of thing. And so then you kind of slowly start thinking about, well, should I like make the jump and just totally do music full time? But it's scary to have that thought of like, okay, then I need to hustle and I'm totally responsible for all of my income. There's nobody else paying my hours. So I think that's the biggest battle I've had to overcome. But I have to tell anybody who's listening, like if you have a dream and you love what you do, I don't think there's anything better than taking that jump and like going full time because then you're you're so much more driven. I mean, like you have to be driven because you have to pay your bills. But then it's so much more rewarding to like look back after a couple months and say, okay, like I had to do it because, you know, there's bills, but like, look at all I've accomplished. Uh, look at, you know, I'm like paying for my life just by my passion and doing what I love to do. So I think once you kind of get over that initial jump and you're, you're falling and you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. Okay. Then you land on your feet and, and you kind of get the hang of things and there's still bumps in the road. Don't get me wrong. There's things where I'm like, oh, I don't know how to deal with this one, but you figure it out and uh, all the time that you're spending, you know, is totally on your passion and your business. And so then you can watch your little, your little seed of an idea blossom into whatever it's going to be from all your hard work. Yeah. When did you officially make that leap? And right afterwards, were there any moments where you were like, oh no, I don't, I don't know if this was the right choice. Well, I mean, I've been doing it. I think I made the jump like a year and a half ago. You know, it was kind of, it's one of those things where COVID kind of like bumped the idea, you know, into action. Um, I had been working at the boutique and then obviously we were shut down for a while. And then I like kind of went back to the boutique for a little while. And then I was starting to travel again for music and music has always been my priority. And I was so lucky to work there. They were very understanding of my weird schedule, but you know, we started to run into this thing where they're like, okay, well, you're traveling a lot to go play music again. Um, you know, but we don't know like how the rest of the employees feel about you traveling and then coming back to work and back and forth. And so I just said, you know what, let, like now is the best time. Um, let me see if I can do this. And it worked like, you know, there was a few times where of course you have your little panic where you're like, Oh man, like, is this worth it? Cause it's a lot of work or, you know, if you have a bad day, sometimes you think, Oh, I wish my life was simple. Why didn't I just like have a passion to do something that was like, you know, easier or like, you know, I could just stay in my small town and enjoy like a little simpler life. But at the end of the day, 
you know, it really does pay off all your hard work. And it's so rewarding to look back and know that everything you have accomplished is because of your hard work and that you've done it. And, you know, it's, it's all, all because of the, the time and the effort that you put in and being brave and taking that leap. Definitely. So you just released a new single. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's my first official Texas Red Dirt Country single. And so I released that at the end of January and it's had a couple of weeks to kind of like get its feet under it. I just found out this last week that it came on the Texas chart uh, at number 89. So we, we have a little ways to go, but it's still like really exciting that it's on the chart, you know, so um, it's been great. I've been doing radio tour this last week and this coming week and a few weeks to come just driving around Texas and meeting all these wonderful radio stations that are kind enough to support me and play my music. And I've just had the best time and got such a warm and wonderful welcoming reception to my song because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of scary to put that out there too and say, okay, well, hopefully people will relate to this one and like it. But it's it's been so great. I just couldn't be happier with the the way that neon blue is getting recepted. Awesome. So as you look ahead to the next year, even two years, what are some goals that you have, either personally or professionally? Yeah, I'm big goal setter. Like I'm a big person that does lists and you know all the notes where you set out. So that's this is a great question. I love it. Um. You know, definitely more singles. I want to see how this one does. Um, and then I'll probably see if I can re release another one this summer. Definitely next, next, uh, 2023. Um, keep going on the road, keep building. Um, and then you have your small goals, like increasing Instagram followers or spins on Spotify. And, um, I play about 160 dates a year right now. So I would hope to like at least maintain that, if not get more or maybe get on some more. Uh, festival lineups. Uh, I'm in the process of writing some more. So hopefully another album in the next year or two. So I mean, the list goes on and on. But I think if you're not continuing to make goals for yourself as a small business and like a dreamer and an entrepreneur, um, you know, then what are what are you working towards? Because every time you achieve something, you should be adding another thing to the list to to work towards. Yeah. So this is kind of backtracking a little bit. But could you kind of explain the logistics behind everything? I mean, releasing a single isn't as simple as just pulling out your phone recorder, uh, you know, and recording it that way. And booking gigs is not just calling one person, you know, and, and getting it right away. Um, what are the logistics like of the music business? Yeah, so that goes into like my day job, you know, like getting uh, up and playing some songs for two or three hours. That's the easiest part of what I get to do. It's my favorite part. Um, but there's definitely a day job component to what I do. And um, so if we focus on like the single for a second, you know, you have to write the song, commute back and forth to Nashville or find co-writers, write by yourself, however you want to write. Um, but then, you know, writing the song is the first step, then making like a little 
work tape recording once it's finished so you can have like an idea of what it's going to sound like uh then once you've you know decided that's your single or you know collected enough songs to make an album then you have to go kind of through the pre-production work and figure out if it's the right key what the beats per minute are going to be find your musicians schedule a studio get a producer all of those things to find the and then schedule the time get them all there at the same place record the music then they have to kind of master it and engineer it and make sure that all the levels are good on the song that it you know the audio is is still legible you know bet between all of the other steel guitar fiddle like all the instrumental parts so then once that's done and you've like recorded and got your song um then it's kind of up to you like you kind of choose your release day um get in touch with i got in touch with a radio promoter um to kind of get some help there's a lot of things that i try to do as a one woman show um i do all my social media my own booking my own management all of those things but radio promotion is something that i don't have a lot of experience in so i try to outsource the things that i'm i'm not very capable of doing on my own so then you contact them hope that they're on board to help you out um and then you know schedule the release and then run around and advertise the single that's kind of it in the nutshell so there's quite a few behind the scenes parts of it and then as far as like booking gigs um you know that's a whole nother process too is like finding the places because i don't have a booking agent so you know you got to research where places even have live music and then try to keep track of where you've contacted because you don't want to be the one that's like emailing the same person three or four times because then they'll be like uh okay we've heard from you lots of times already you're getting annoying <laughs> so as long as you can kind of like get that all done and then make sure that i'm not going from west texas to east texas north to south you know one day apart you got to do the logistics of making sure i'm kind of in the same area or that it makes sense to be going from you know Abilene to Fort Worth down to Stephenville, you know, make sure it makes a good pattern. Then there you go. Then you got your your dates lined up and you're all set. <laughs> that that's quite the process. I have a lot of respect for all of the coordination that has to go on there. Um, but well, as we kind <laughs> of wrap up our conversation, is there anything that you want to leave people with or you know, a particular story or something that you'd like to touch on that we haven't talked about? I always like to tell people, like, if they have a dream, just don't be afraid to chase it. Sometimes it is hard. You know, it's, it's not like you said, all going to be sunshine and roses all the time. But if there's something you want, you should definitely do your dream and work hard for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally worth it. There's a lot of hard days and there's a lot of struggles and plenty of Karens that will try to bring you down. <laughs> But, but I mean, it's, it's so worth it. And I'm sure you've had similar struggles with the podcast, but I'm sure you can also speak from experience that, you know, it's worth all the hard work when you have a passion and then you get to start living your passion. So I always encourage anybody who's out there dreaming, like you get after a girlfriend. And if you ever have any questions or need any encouragement along the way, I'm right here to cheer you on. Olivia, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. That was Olivia Harms, country music singer and songwriter and Cowgirl Magazine 30 Under 30 recipient. That's all for this week's episode of Breaking the Barrier. As a reminder, new episodes are available every Tuesday and can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Breaking the Barrier is produced by the Rural Radio Network.